0: You are listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode number
1: 152. So- oh God. Jimmy got a new toy. <laughs>
0: Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is the Friday episode, which means we will talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever else caught our eye this week. My name is Dan Steamer,
2: I am joined by Lucy Bells. Hi. I-, I should not have eaten them beans.
1: Andycolaa home <laughs> this is going to be a very, very fart centric episode, so trigger warning
0: if you are offended by the sounds of farts, why are you listening to the Give Me Five podcast?
1: You have found the wrong show
0: on this week's side a episode. We are going to talk about the new Netflix film The Devil All the Time,
1: Ratchet, and Enola Holmes, all Netflix and, In the words of Jimmy, when talking about Enola Holmes, Ebola is okay.
2: <laughs> it is not okay. <laughs> Ebola is never okay.
0: <sighs> oh, oh, autocorrect. I guess. Yeah.
1: So, guys, this is a review show, and there's probably going to be spoilers, along with a lot of farts that may spoil things. We will try to avoid any major twists, but if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion, come on back, because we're probably going to ruin it.
2: I think before we get into noise, you need to explain what we now have, or what you now have, Jimmy, because this is actually the first time Rob and I are Did you say uh, get into noids? Into news. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Find noids
0: and nards.
2: I was looking at nards.
1: So before we get into noids, Jimmy, please explain what's going on.
0: Yeah, guys, I uh, crowdfunded a um, a project on Kickstarter uh, several months ago. It's the uh, Maono caster, M A O N O caster. So it's a mixing console um, that I got. And I'm very excited about it, so I can now
1: manipulate my voice if I want to. I can sound like this. Oh I can my play god. He's
2: a goddamn leprechaun.
1: All around, you know, good stuff. Say, keep your hands off my pot of gold. Keep your hands off my pot of gold. Now it sounds like I'm in a hallway.
2: So.
0: Or a hole. So, uh, so we're going to be more annoying than normal. We are, but this uh, also affords us the opportunity to do some other things that we will get into later in our episodes that we're very excited about. So bear with me if there's any technical troubles. I've troubleshot this as much as I could, but uh, I'm trying. This is the first time, guys. So um, any noids? Gentlemen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of noids. Lots of noids. <laughs> I'm just going to start off with Rob here. I don't know if Rob knew, saw that I put this on here. Last week, Hasbro had a little bit of a conference. I forget what they called it. What did they call it? Hascon? Pulsecon. Right? Pulsecon. That's what it was. Hasbro Pulse. And they announced a couple of toys. At Rob, it
1: has been. I, You cost me some money, you son of a bitch. I, I, well, I cost myself some money, and I'm also kind of pissed off. Well, let,
2: let me explain how you cost me money, because I don't even think you know about this part. Uh. I
1: did you went, did you participate in the uh freaking razor crest one? No, Hero Quest. Oh, Hero Quest. I still have mine. Yeah, you, you mentioned you still Quest have it. In the pantry.
2: So you still have Hero Quest. It is, it's it's sort of it's a board game that's sort of like Dungeons and Dragons-ish, but it's faster paced and it's kind of pre-written. There mm-hmm. I I know just enough about it. I never played it in the past. I remember seeing it in the past. But the thing was is that we're stuck at home. The, the kid who you've heard on the show a little bit uh he's getting pretty good at games mm-hmm. like he's getting re- like really good at horrified um i bought the other day because of this i got the uh the marvel version of villainous uh-huh yeah I was, he, i've been
1: looking at that too
2: and he trounced me and my wife excellent like he was he uh in fact i was just about to win and then he vaporized he has a card that would vaporize all similar other heroes or cards and he destroyed me. So I couldn't win. And then he won. Wow. Um, Without us even helping him. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So if anyone would like to uh, have a seven year old live at their house forever. um, There you go. No. So, so I was like, you know, I I want him kind of off of screens and videos and, and uh, you know, the YouTube videos and stuff like that. Although he is doing pretty well at Zelda too, but which I don't mind.
1: Very few good things happen on YouTube.
2: Yeah, nothing good. So anyway, uh, so I picked up HeroQuest because you had mentioned it, and then I started doing some research. I'm like, you know what? He can actually have fun with this game with the family. So I, I did get the uh, HeroQuest, and this is it's like uh, crowdfunding. Like you like you, uh, they try to get to a certain amount. If they get to a certain amount, they'll make the game pre mm-hmm. like pre orders, mm-hmm. and then if they get past it, there's other things like extra yeah. tokens. Uh, there's a whole booklet of other quests, uh, as written by a couple like famous D and D people and things like that. So, I did the hero quest thing on on uh, Hasbro Pulse, and of course, that you mentioned the Razor Crest, uh, which has been funded as well.
1: It has, and they've actually met their secondary goal, so it's going to include an escape pod.
2: Mm-hmm. And the third goal is going to be the, the Baby little, Yoda, Baby Yoda with the the little flying thing, yeah. Uh, looks really cool. the The best part about it, I think, is all the extra details, but also the fact that the weapons locker opens up and is fully stocked with uh, famous Star Wars weapons.
1: My question to you is: the pictures that I've seen, the thing is completely unpainted. Is it? Is it going to stay that way, or is it? No, going- it'll be.
2: It'll be painted. Does okay. he, They said if you. Wa- well, you, did you watch the video when they actually announced it? No, they said this is just a three D rendering. Okay. Uh- all right so it will be it will be painted and there'll be scorch marks they said it's going to have similar detailing uh to the the sail barge that they did okay uh, so, so that is uh $349.99 which is very expensive but it's a very highly detailed uh 2 scale toy it's not like one of those where they, you know, take out a chair in the cockpit because they the fi- more than one figure would fit or wouldn't fit or whatever it's 2 scale 100% of the Razorcrest from The Mandalorian. Uh what angered you, Rob? What I mean, what doesn't, but well the
1: the the pre-order bullshit. The um they they announced some more some more figures in the G.I. Joe line that you and I are collecting, the G.I. Joe classified series. Mm-hmm. Uh they announced Zartan, who I'm excited about. They announced um Cobra Infantry, which looks suspiciously like Cobra Trooper that nobody can effing get because it's Target exclusive and all the bots and e-bears buy it up before anybody can get it. Um, but what pissed me off was that they continued with this Target exclusive bullshit and announced two more figures in their Target exclusive Cobra Island line. Firefly, who's a fan favorite, and the Cobra Viper, which is another really cool looking Cobra Trooper. And, and it was the one I was looking
2: forward to the most, too, because I like I would have actually purchased more than one of them to like, you know, build army build. Yeah. army build. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and he's one of the icon. He's one of the iconic Cobra troopers. I mean, other than maybe the Bat trooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you see a picture of the of the Cobra Viper and you're like, oh, yeah, OK, I know who that is. I've seen that. I've seen that guy before. Yeah. Um, But it it's super irritating. And the thing that really irritated me was that I signed up for the Hasbro Pulse Premium Membership, which has an annual membership fee. And it seems like the only thing that I get for that is free shipping. And I got early access to the pre-orders, to the PulseCon exclusive pre-orders. But I didn't get any early access to any of the other uh, pre-orders that they were doing, which I think is kind of bullshit. And if I, <laughs> I mean, I'm basically paying a membership for for free shipping. A,
2: yeah, I wouldn't. I I, I would be I'm, pissed off too. I'm probably going to cancel
1: that. it because it's bullshit. I'm like, mm. this is this is dumb. Yeah, I mean, are you talking, Jimmy? We can't hear you. Yeah, that sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like he said earlier, be be aware of potential uh, yeah. technical difficulties. <clears throat> there is a button on that thing that actually sends multiple volts of electricity right into Rob's scrotum. So that whenever you know Rob gets out of line, no! but, but see right there. <laughs> it was the, it was the that button apparently. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that wasn't actually a button. There's actually a a crowd of children cheering for us to shock Rob in the testes. So that's the toy news. Uh, let's let's hear some good news about Nards.
1: Let's oh. talk
2: about Nards! And I, I just Nards. I just saw this the other day, and it made me smile. It you saw Nards the other day, made you smile? <laughs> yeah, you were Nards day.
0: Uh, it's hey, Please, we've talked about before this documentary. Wolfman's got Nards. The month- we even
1: did the movie.
0: Yes, we did it uh, it last October. Yep, with doc- Joe Ballerini. Yep, yep. The documentary who we hope to have on very soon. The documentary is finally set for VOD release on October 27th. I know we're all going to be watching it. Yeah. Documentary explores the power of cult film told through the lens of the 1987 classic, the monster squad and the impact it has on its fans, cast crew and the industry. The people involved with this film seem genuinely surprised at the uh, reaction, the, the kind of midnight madness that kind of pops up every October-ish and the uh, the effect that it had on, I guess, kids.
1: I think our generation, basically. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It was very much a a gateway horror film for so many of us because um, we weren't quite allowed to watch. I mean, if, if your parents kind of monitored that, we weren't quite allowed to watch things like friday the 13th yet um but this uh monster squad for me for my family made it seem like horror movies were fine and now i'm all messed up but uh cannot wait to see this documentary can't wait to talk about it october 27th check it out wolfman's got nards
1: i i think all of us will actually be watching that yeah and and reviewing going to be a
0: very busy October gentlemen. I've got mm-hmm. one more note here. Uh I've made it just a note, not a not an item, not a topic, because uh I don't know uh, I don't I I don't imagine either of you are as a big of a fan of uh, Deftones as I am. But the new Deftones album Ohms was released on September twenty fifth uh just a few days ago. Um, I'm going to leave any kind of reviews about this to people who are better at it than I am. Uh, We certainly don't have time to play a bunch of tracks from this, but my favorite tracks from the album are Urantia and Radiant City. This Deftones album is uh, faster, heavier than previous releases, so I uh, strongly suggest that you check it out if you're a Deftones fan. I think you'll love it,
2: especially of their earlier work. I, uh, when you, the first two tracks they released, one of them was Ohms, I believe. Ohms and then Genesis. Yeah. So I've been reading through this, like, I don't know how many pages, 700 page, 500 page, whatever swamp thing omnibus from the seventies, good classic horror comics. Uh, and I put those two tracks on and, even though I was just them on repeat multiple times, I ended up reading like four issues cause it just fit so well.
0: Yeah. It seems like it. Uh, Gino Marino of the death tones, the singers actually, he wrote a track for, um, the, uh, metal, series. Yeah. Um, called brief, brief exchange, I believe. So that, uh, that fits very huh. cool. Check it out. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Five out of five stars
1: for sure. And and a couple more. Uh piggybacking on that, that uh new releases. The the next book in the Dresden File series actually released on the twenty eighth, I believe. It sure as shit did.
0: I know you said it was coming, but I was looking for a book to read on my Kindle last night. And and the only reason I kind of balked at it, and I know you guys talk about it so much like Okay, you don't need to read book 8 to understand book 15 and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I was like, holy shit, that was quick. I anyway,
1: uh I and did it, buy book 1 today. Excellent. Excellent. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about it. Keep in on. mind, keep in mind book 1 is not one of the best books in the series, but it does set up the character and it sets up the situations and everything like that. Um to date, I think book 4 was one of my favorites. So if you push through to book four, you'll get a good sampling of it. Which one is book four? Book four is Summer Night.
0: Okay. I mean, I've I've read a Jim Butcher book. I really mm-hmm. like writing style. Um, I purchased the book a few days ago for ninety nine cent because it had a cool cover, and mm-hmm. it made me really go, "Man, I no, not not I. I mean, I know this, but not all authors are are created equal, and Jim Butcher is definitely."
1: uh cream of the crop. So yeah, he's he's one of my he's currently one of my favorite authors. I think he, I, I love just about everything that he's written. Um, and the and and you're correct, the the books are pretty much standalone stories. You can read it's kind of like, like a Nancy Drew kind of thing where each book is kind of like its own case, its own case file. There are some overarching themes with some of the characters and some continuing stories, but it's kind of like background stories. So you don't really need to have read a previous book to understand the book, but if you're going to read them, it's probably best just to read them in chronological in, in chronolog,
0: ugh,
1: chronological really? order because some of the stuff might be out of place, but you'll still be able to get most of the story if you don't. It's yeah. you know Very but this I've already started this next book. I'm like four chapters in and it's already exactly what I wanted from this book. The last books, the, it, what I thought from the last book where I, where I said that I thought that one was mostly set up for what was coming this this book and that it was probably a continuation. This is one of the first ones. It's like a direct continuation of the previous story.
0: Well, you, I'm sure didn't and, have to wait
1: long. And what? You, you you didn't have to wait long. Right, and that's exactly what I said yeah. when I did the review was that I can forgive that because the release dates are so close. It And it felt like with that kind of short span between them, that this book was kind of written concurrently with the first book, you know, they were just written together, and it was so long he had to split it up into two books. I kind of get that feeling from it, but so far, first four chapters i'm I'm in, man. this is awesome right. that's great i'm, I'm in yeah. I'm enjoying it so far, so well I'll, I'll let you know as I get further along in the book, but a plus so far, I'm enjoying it nice, <clears throat> but also coming out very shortly, i got I got really excited when I saw the trailer for this because. All of all of our listeners out there know how much we enjoyed the haunting of Hill House,
2: mm-hmm. right? Oh
1: yeah it yeah. it was a My masterful series
2: of that year, I believe.
1: Yeah, it was a masterful yeah. show, very well put together. They they re re explored and and reimagined the way that horror should be done with the with the suspense build up, the slow anxiety, the not dropping the scare. because being a horror fan, you've come to know when and where the scares are going to be. Am I correct? You're yeah. like, and cue yeah. Jason. There he is. Okay, great. You know, when the scares are coming You with this series, we had no idea where they were coming from. They literally shocked us multiple times. And they could have been right under your nose
0: the whole time.
1: Exactly. Like exactly.
0: In- haunting the pill house. The thing that you were
1: like, did I see that? Yeah, you probably did. You effing did. You definitely yeah. saw it. You just didn't oh. register it. Well, the the haunting of Bly Manor trailer I actually saw today, and the trailer freaking gave me chills. The trailer itself is not super spooky and doesn't really give a whole lot away, but it gives me a lot of hope in in their cuz it demonstrates the same uh the same use of the subtle anxiety ramping that uh that Hill House used to great effect.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this, this really is how horror suspense should be. I mean, I I feel like this is horror suspense in its best form currently. And, and I, and I also know that we've talked about it in the past, but the inclusion and reorchestrating of a popular slash not really horror associated song into a horror genre, they they did another great job with this one. Did you catch, did you catch that? Do you know what song was playing in the background of this
2: trailer? Oh, I, I I saw the trailer over a week ago, so I don't remember. But
1: it was a very slow, creepy reimagining of Motley Crue's "Home Sweet." Home. Oh yeah,
2: that's what it was. Yeah, with the the piano. <laughs> yeah, like, very wow. separated.
1: Yeah, and I was like, damn. And and I actually, and I'm proud of myself because I actually recognize the music. I'm like, I I know that song. Is it that's "Home Sweet Home"? Holy crap! I'm so proud. I know he's I all know. grown up, my boys, all grown up. You so started great, but I but I know that we've talked about that in the past, and I, I I happened to notice it, and I thought that was a I thought that was a really good reorchestration of that song, and it fit very nicely into the trailer. Hell yes, and that is uh October fourth. That, that ninth
0: to be October 9th.
2: Math, whatever. Somebody will be watching it on the fourth.
1: Not us, though. I wish I was. Everything yeah. else has been coming out early. Who, get, You know, why Why not that too? What are release dates for anyway? F that shit.
2: Yeah, so I got, man, a, I got a... I got a... A couple more things real quick. Exactly. <laughs> that came out a little early. Uh, a couple more news things real quick. Uh, some casting. So they did cast She-Hulk. I don't think we talked about it. This was about a week ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black awesome casting, if you ever saw Orphan Black, where she played like 987 different clones of herself, all in the same scenes. There was like a a anarchist punk rocker, there was a, a, I'm gonna say a Karen, but more of like a suburban mom. Uh, There was like a businesswoman, a corporate shill, like she played all of those characters playing off of each other, and she was excellent in all of them. I don't know how she didn't win any awards, but she's gonna be good. Are they gonna CG her like
1: they did Mark Ruffalo?
2: I assume so. Although, based on how well she played all those clones, I wouldn't be surprised if she couldn't just, you know, like, do something weird, like, pop her arms out of place and become the She-Hulk. Like, she's going to hold her breath and somehow manage to turn green. I don't know. She's she's pretty adaptive. But that's pretty awesome. Uh, and also, tonight, uh, they did cast... Uh, uh, Miss uh in Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, they cast Miss Marvel, Amon Valani, who is a newcomer. I do not know anything else she's been in. But she will be playing Ms. Marvel in a Disney Plus series. And I hope that she is remotely as delightful as the one in the game.
1: Oh, they have done such a good job with that one in the game. That I love that story. And her character is so endearing. I, I finished the game, and I loved every minute of it.
2: So uh, Ms. Marvel is Kamala Khan, a Pakistan Pakistani-American teen based in New Jersey and... It will be, um, hopefully a good show as well as it is a comic and a, uh, video game character. And our very, my very last thing, we covered it in an episode recently. Bill and Ted face the music is kicking ass. Yeah, it is. For, yeah. for MGMO, MGMO Ryan. Um, it, uh, it did only make 3.3 million in theaters, but that's not because of, that's not its fault. But because of the, um, the uh, what's whatever PVOD stands for was that on, uh, pay video on demand. I guess sure. Uh, it has made basically thirty-two million dollars that way, which doesn't seem like a lot, but because of the fact that they're not splitting the money with anybody, that's you know take away how much the movie cost to make and all that stuff. That's already just ten million dollars pure profit on yes. a on a relatively inexpensive movie, and it is still, of course, growing. Um, so a movie that I enjoyed and is doing well. So figured I would talk about it.
0: That's great. Excellent. And that's
1: all I got. Well, do you guys have anything else? That's a kooky lead in for a kooky story. Is that a kooky story, Jimmy?
0: I don't know. You got milk. <gasps> milk and cookies. WTF, Jimmy. What? A bitch. Oh. oh, that is welcome to Florida. Or what the f- Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our great state of Florida has uh birthed another wonderful story um where no one was uh hurt too badly. Now Justin Anthony Too Garcia, badly uh thirty. Somebody was hurt here, but uh for for a um a reason. Uh Justin Anthony Garcia 30 of Florida. Of course, Lehigh Acres. I think that's somewhere near Miami. Uh, He cried over spilled milk because his victim in this case wouldn't agree that his choice of milk was obviously superior to Justin Anthony Garcia's choice of milk. Uh, The fight was over, which is better, almond or whole milk? Jesus Christ.
2: Guys, what is your answer? Whole milk.
1: Whole milk, without question.
2: I mean, I wouldn't sit there and drink a giant ass glass of it.
1: I'm, I'm not going to fight anybody over it either.
2: That's ever almond boy.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is so what's wrong with us today.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, go you can to- think whatever
1: you want as long as you think what I think.
0: Yeah. Well, it it wasn't good enough for Garcia. He punched the victim with a closed fist, chased him down, and stabbed him. After uh, the that one wasn't Jimmy. over <laughs> the milk,
2: um, they, maybe yeah. you should only drink almond milk. <laughs> that sort of thing wouldn't happen.
1: I haven't had milk in a long time. I
0: I haven't either. I will say that my favorite um, milk
1: substitute for milk imitation is cashew milk and I'll argue I haven't that. had any milk in a long time it's got too many carbs in it ah so um, not quite
0: worth stabbing someone over but it Hell is no. a very Florida story fucking idiot there were some other things going on there but the victim is okay and uh, Mr. Garcia remains in jail as he should be. So that is what I've got for the great state of Florida, who continues to uh, to give us these stories weekly. So thank you, Mr. Garcia,
1: and uh, may you uh, stay in jail for a very long time. And ladies and gentlemen, these are the people who will be deciding your next president, most likely. There you go. Not not yeah. that guy. Not That's that in guy. Florida. Now. But,
0: uh, gentlemen, that brings us to our first official topic of the evening. And uh, why don't we go ahead and and start off low?
1: For the love of God. I was like, I want to watch this movie. And then I started watching it. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is Go ahead and introduce it, Jimmy. Sure. And that is The Devil All
0: the Time. Released on September 11th of 2000. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, uh, great. All right.
0: It came out on Netflix. So if you weren't uh, more sad that day, then you had this. It's directed by Antonio Campos. Now it's an all-star cast. I mean, absolutely real, absolutely. real choice talent in there, including Tom Holland, Sebastian Stan, Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård, Riley Keough, and Jason Clarke synopsis basically Rob go ahead
1: I will say that Robert Pattinson plays a pretty uh pretty good uh scumbag yeah he sure does um but I still kept looking at him going I don't know that he's he doesn't look old enough to play the role that he's playing but I mean I guess they tried to to dump him up a little bit but you might expect older for that character
0: The synopsis of the film, Spider-Man, Batman, Pennywise a Clown, and Winter Soldier walk into a bar. (laughs) Pretty much. They walk into a town, West Virginia. Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption
1: and brutality. The town of Knock 'em stiff Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing good that happens in this movie. If you're looking for a feel-good movie, you probably need to go elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Our, uh, what our feel what good. was your
1: impression of this movie, Jimmy? Read that for me.
0: Uh, <laughs> I said this is a fucked-up Forrest Gump with Shawshank Redemption-style
1: narration. You're damn right, and that is pretty damn accurate, because this movie was just a big old shit fest from beginning to end. It, I was like, oh, my God, I want to slit my wrists. This movie yeah. is so depressing.
2: So you say shit
1: fest and I know so,
2: so you're like, I want to feel good after watching this. And you popped on like Schindler's list.
1: Yeah, pretty much
2: like, ah, finally something lighthearted.
0: Yeah. yeah. Punched yourself in the face repeatedly.
1: Um, and, and I feel like I should clarify because when I say shit fest, I'm not talking that the movie was bad right. because the, because everything in the movie was very, I mean, it was very well acted. It was very well directed. It was just super, super depressing. Yeah. Like, from beginning to end, there was nothing good that happened i could I was like, "Are you effing kidding me? I'm not gonna argue with you there uh, and it, and at one point, they actually gave you hope just to stab you in the face. They're like, "Fuck you, watcher you're gonna yeah, take that right in your eye hole." I was like, "Oh my God, what the
0: there's a character that you uh you you, oh. you come to feel very deeply sorry for and um." just when you think that, uh, she's not going to follow through with the act that she's, uh, she's, uh, appearing to do. Um, it, it happens and it's, it, it's final destination. It's brutal. Um, it's a brutal film. It's very, um, sickly in, in a feeling. It, it's got some very yellow tones to it. um, very much uh, like a true detective season one. I know I compare shit to that all the time. Um, it's just a phenomenal piece of the series, but the, the acting, like Rob said, absolutely fantastic. The direction was amazing. There weren't, God, I can't think of any loose ends or, or holes in the plot. Um, it's just not, it's a very well done film but you just you
1: don't feel good about it after you don't feel good after watching it it's not like it when i finished this movie i was like why in the hell did i sit through this for two hours this i i don't Mm. i don't i didn't the movie was the movie was good i didn't enjoy it because I came away from the movie wanting to cut my wrists. I'm like, this is, there's a, there's a quite a few movies like that. Although
2: none of them are springing to mind right now. Like I know that I've had a few of those too.
1: And and, and it's that, like, that was well you, done.
2: I'm never seeing that again.
1: Exactly. I'm like, Oh, well that was very well done. And I would not recommend it to anybody. Yeah. And it's, it's a movie that probably would have won an Oscar because of its avant-garde and it's, it's, uh, it's straying away from the from the happy go lucky endings and and you know because it's because it's different. We have to give it an award. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> it's a good it. movie. I am never going to watch it again. <laughs> I'd have to recommend this
0: to any fan of True Crime, <laughs> The Cure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, any any fan of self
1: flagellation? Yeah. Um, any fan of masochism? Fine.
0: Especially like post war and we're talking about we're not talking about Vietnam, we're talking about World War Two. But uh, it spanned World War II to Vietnam. Right. It did. Um the father of the main character, he had just returned from World War from uh World War II. And um in that time that his son grows up is is right when the Vietnam War, the uh United States involvement is is, is starting to happen. Um, if you were a fan of, of stuff from that kind of time period, then, then check it out. But yeah, if, if you're a fan of, uh, nothing good happening to anyone, I thought the, um, I thought the murder team, I thought their story was, God, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm going uh, to tr- attempt to censor myself, but the uh, Jason Clarks character tells uh, tells someone that they pick up, he says, you're going to f- my wife and I'm going to take some pictures. And I was just like, oh, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's what this is. And uh, those photos are, are revealed later in the film. Thank God they were kind of, um, they weren't developed yet. There were negatives. Yeah because i just might have uh vomited but uh holy shit um
1: i thought this was turning into a manson family story yeah and and this this one of my complaints and greg you would probably have this complaint as well because you complain about it a lot is that this this movie was super convenient all of these big things happened around this it, the movie was either super convenient or this fucking kid is absolutely cursed and he needs to just go live in a cabin in the woods somewhere away from any living person because everybody that he knows or or cares about like dies horribly. And it's like, what the f- – this, this kid needs to stay away from civilization because yeah. he's, he's going to be responsible for like the plague or some shit and wiping out human life. I, I was like, what –
0: yeah, what what I did really appreciate this film, and what what ultimately I think led to me, uh, kind of pulling a win out of it was I think the characters who deserved, uh, something awful to happen to them that uh, something awful did happen to them. Um, so
2: if, if it you, took a bunch of innocent deaths to make it happen, but they finally yeah, they finally he's did start it. a plague. He's gonna be like, man, that sucked. I'm gonna enjoy this undercooked bat.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: If if you can take any win from that, it's uh, uh, it's not even seeing the good guy win, but um, I'll I'll let you you watch. It.
1: And so. and I, I I swear to God, Jimmy, when he climbed in that hippie's van, I and he started to drift off. I one hundred percent expected the hippie to reach over and stab him in the chest with a screwdriver or something.
0: I thought it was Charles Manson.
1: I'm I was like, like, fuck.
0: I was like, hang on, what year is this? Okay, wait a minute, they're going to. All right, so kind of spoiler—you'll get there eventually. It's not a huge spoiler, but he's like, "Where are you going?" He goes, "Cincinnati." And I'm like, all right, what took place in Cincinnati mid '60s? Was there a Manson thing? Charles Manson was born in Cincinnati, but they—that van was going to Cincinnati. This man was obviously not a baby driving a Volkswagen, but um, yeah, I, I thought that too. I was Like, holy shit, is there a sequel? Is this—is this character one of the? Members of the manson family this this kid turns into uh Frank castle, yeah yeah basically vigilante uh real uh really violent violent film um so if you're into that kind of thing,
1: check it out
0: uh, and the it, it just, if you're we'll,
1: into punching yourself in the face repeatedly, absolutely go check it out
0: yeah uh, uh one more comment I had on this, I thought the narrator was. Uh, a little jovial in some parts. It very, he, he sounded a little too friendly. It was like, now Jeffrey walked into the bar and he just stabbed that man right in his face. And I'm like, <laughs> huh? I'm so about how I should feel right now. Um, but, uh, ultimately, I mean. I said, I
2: said, boy. He just cut him. Come, off. come here, so I can stab you in the face. or <laughs> I had no idea when, who he was. Rabbit. I'm pretty sure it was not a giant talking rooster. Stuffed
0: it right up his butthole.
2: Um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he needs that character. I I love this. He needs to hold himself up in a mountain shack away from people.
2: Like, yeah. Ron. So He's, he he is a plague. So, yeah. can you, uh, as we move on to the next topic, can you cleanse the palate with some with some button pressing, Jimmy? thank you oh you are welcome
0: got that out of our system
2: yes okay i am going to talk about ratchet or ratchet uh this is a netflix show it's uh i don't even know how many episodes eight or so yeah maybe probably more i don't know whatever it's it's episodes it's a number of episodes that most people are going to watch in one sitting so it doesn't matter uh Came out on September 18th. It is the prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: Okay, so it is related. I, I was thinking it was, but I wasn't sure.
2: Now, here is my deal. I happen to like horror and or suspense that is set in psych wards and mm-hmm. mental hospitals. I happen to like some of the actors in this, including, and I'll say them now, uh, Sarah Paulson, who I happen to like, Finn Whitrock, Finn eh. Cynthia Nixon, eh. John John Brionis. I didn't know him, but he's good. Uh, Sharon Stone and Amanda Plummer. Uh,
1: well, Goonies? Amanda Plummer?
2: Uh, I was thinking Pulp Fiction. And she's the
1: none of you fucking pricks move.
2: That one. That Amanda Plummer. But was she also in Goonies?
1: Wasn't it Amanda Plummer?
2: I'm not sure. I don't know. Someone will let us know. A oh, research department. You go yeah. ahead with that, sir. We'll, uh, but anyway. Into it. Uh So all of these things, I was like, well, you know, it's heading into October. I want something a little spooky. It's a long-form show. It'll kind of get me through a week. And then I saw that it was a Ryan Murphy thing. And I'm torn on Ryan Murphy. Because when Ryan Murphy is good, you get American Horror Story uh, Coven. When Ryan Murphy is not good, you get Cult, or or some of the other ones that were bad. Uh, The Teen Queen, Teen whatever... Teen Queens or whatever that was called, uh, and there are I just there's just a lot of his stuff that I don't like. So I was like, I kind of want to watch this, but I don't. In fact, like I had it on the starting screen, and then I stopped, and then it took me like two days, and I'm like, okay, well I'll try it. So I watched the first episode, and it was okay-ish. Now, there's so basically this is set in a mental institution, and um the the main story is. 1947, Mildred Ratched begins working as a nurse at a leading psychiatric hospital, but beneath her stylish exterior lurks a growing darkness. Why were you shaking your head, Jimmy? Not the same person.
1: No, it's not. But she, I do know her. She's from, she's the crazy sister from So I Married an Axe Murderer.
2: Yes. Yes, she is.
1: Oh, man. Harriet. Sweet. Harriet. I, Hard-hearted harbinger of haggis.
2: We're watching that movie in February. We have to. I love that movie. Okay, so anyway, so here is the deal. So as I said, mentioned, not the world's biggest fan of Ryan Murphy. First episode was okay. Now, one of the reasons I'm not the biggest fan of Ryan Murphy is he has a very bad habit of putting similar themes in everything he does. So you see a character and you're going to be like, oh, that's the one that has this happen to them. Because it happens all the time in American Horror Story. There's... You know, we've, we talked about, uh, Quentin Tarantino has like a, a foot thing and you can kind of see it going throughout. Uh, Ryan Murphy has a big mother thing, I think, where there's a lot of problems with mothers in coven. There was the, the Supreme in, in this area. in uh, you watched free show, right? I did not. Rob. I
1: saw some of the episodes. So yeah. for sure
2: there was the the rich spoiled kid named Dandy who was way over the top and you know it was like mommy get me a pony right and then like I want a pony it. mommy. Yeah, it was and like it was just over the top and it made everything else less scary because he was just so annoying. Over the top. Yeah, and like there was a scene and so basically the the background plot is that this nurse wants to work at this mental institution because her brother has been placed there. And no one knows that he's her brother. Cause it's like a half brother situation. So she basically is conniving to get to the top so that she can take care of him like on the side. But of course there's other things and there's a lot, of course, Ryan Murphy um, definitely tends to w- work in a gang, a gay angle a lot on his stuff. But I find that sometimes it gets like twisted in there to where it, Changes the story. Like, I I knew the second two characters came on screen. Like, oh, this is going to be that storyline that's in every one of his things. The, the closeted uh, lesbian nurse who goes out on a friendly date with an uncloseted lesbian and then freaks out because, you know, someone... Because she says, oh, I have feelings for you. And, like, that seems to happen a lot in his stuff to the point of where... I don't watch a lot of his stuff, but I could, I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> uh, but so that happened, I think early on. And I'm like, okay, well, if this becomes like the major plot point, it's also one of those shows like where every single thing seems to be happening all at the same time, which I get in, in scripted shows or in long form shows, but sometimes it's just a little ridiculous. Like this place would have been shut down very quickly for a lot of this stuff. But then episode like three and four hit, and things got bloody real quick. Hmm. Uh, they there is a sequence with uh, his name is the actor's name is Corey Stahl. Uh, he is a he is the uh, bald gentleman. Uh, he always seems to play like a senator or something. But I, I know him from House of Cards. But he was also in and that. Uh, yeah, he was also the um, in that uh, vampire TV show that uh, that Jimmy's favorite dude made.
0: Uh, uh, Guillermo de Toro, Nasferatu?
2: Yeah. No, there was a, he had like a, a Bad. vampire show, uh, Scourge or I mean, like Yeah. Either way, he's in it. He, um, is trying to kill someone, and I'll explain why in, later, but he's trying to kill somebody and fails, and they stick him in one of the, in the, um, There's a bathtub that they used to use in the forties to basically heat people up in the bathtub. And then they would take them out and put them in an ice tub afterwards. That's the strain. Yeah. The strain. There we go. Mm -hmm. So they take this bathtub. It was for um, like a thermo therapy, which is now probably illegal, but they lock people in it and they would raise the temperature of the water to like 110 degrees because like, Oh, well you're a lesbian. We have to boil you alive. That'll stop it. Um, And then they would take you out and drop you in an ice bath because you are, you know, unhappy about it or something so they basically boil him alive but he gets out and he's like crawling down the hallway with his skin just like peeling off and it's like you could like feel it as he's moving down the hallway Mm. i'm like oh wow this is actually kind of well done he finally is about to escape and then he gets shot by a security guard who's who thinks he's just an escape patient which is kind of kind of cool spoiler alert um but the other the reason why there's another pretty gross scene that involved what I was talking about earlier with this kid thing. So there's a very bitchy kid whose mom is Sharon Stone, and the kid's always yelling at her, Mommy, and he's got no arms and legs. And it's because he was... And she has a bazillion dollars, and she carries a monkey with her, because you know, why the fuck not? <laughs> Which, that monkey will be coming to work for us after watching the, the Side B movie. Uh, anyway, they, they... This kid uh, is... <laughs> this kid <laughs> has uh, no arms and legs and it's because the the guy that was running the asylum got, gets drugged by the kid and the kid is has his arms and legs at the time and has decided that he doesn't want them because they're telling him to do bad things. Some sort of schizophrenia thing. So he uh, he cuts off his own arm in front of this guy who has been drugged and then they show that very vividly and then to convince the guy to cut off his other arm, he breaks it and gives himself a compound fracture by jamming his arm in a, in a like bureau drawer and jumping. And so that's, it's, it's pretty, yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, messed up. And so of course the mom is pissed off and wants, and hires this guy to kill this doctor, which is how all of this goes down. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, those two episodes saved it for me. Cause after episode two, after episode two, I definitely read this the synopses of two of three and four to see if I'm gonna go on. Cause... Yes. So that is Ratchet. It is on Netflix. If you are into Ryan Murphy stuff like American Horror Story, then by all means, watch it. If he drives you nuts and you don't like his work, it is a lot of his work. Mm.
0: Um mm. I- that's a valid option. I'm not sold on it, but I'm not not sold on it. I can't say that I've, i I've never gotten into American Horror Story. Um,
2: if yeah, you like horror, and if you haven't gotten into American Horror Story, then it's not your type of horror. Gotcha. All right.
1: It, I, I mean, I may check it out if I run out of other shit to watch. But right now, there's really there is no shortage of stuff to watch. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah, and especially... In theory, you could watch episode 3 and 4 and just be fine. It's a a two-part episode. Okay. Like those two on their own, pretty much stand alone.
0: Does that uh, wrap it up for you, sir? It does. Well, speaking of uh, lots of things to watch, Rob, I believe you
1: watched something. I did. I did. Did you get a chance to watch it, Jimmy? Because I don't think Greg did. No, I don't think so. But you didn't get a chance to watch it either?
0: No, I did not. No.
1: Okay. Well, Netflix released a movie on September twenty-third of this year, uh, directed by Harry Bradbeer, that stars one of one of the podcast favorites, Millie Bobby Brown, who Millie Bobby. Ab- was absolutely fantastic as eleven. Yeah. In Stranger Things. She stars as the title character in the show, the movie Enola Holmes. And it stars Millie Bobby Brown, Sam Claifen, Henry Cavill, Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, it's an all star cast. I mean, they 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 really went for the for the you know big names in this one. And mm-hmm. and Jen told me I didn't I didn't see it, but Slant, Sam Claifen apparently is one of the one of the main tributes from Hunger Games. Hunger Games? Oh. Yeah, he's um. I don't remember who she said his character's name was. Anyway, he plays he plays uh, Mycroft Holmes, and Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. Helena Bonham Carter mm-hmm. plays their mom. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So b- basically, the synopsis is: Die Geschichte spelt sich uh, 1884 in und um mm-hmm. London ab. In aller Holmes' East Day junger Schwester Jes. Bromaten detective Sherlock Holmes und Saints Brothers Mycroft Holmes yep. in Oles Vermont. Yep. Sie word von ihrer Mutter Dora, einer groben Frunden von Wurstweilen yep. in einem Albanganen Landhaus erzogen. Unter anderem leit- lernt sie Ash Weisshaft, literatur, Kampfsport und sach on idram sixteen Gibster East de und Erkalrung Yes. Which basically translates to the story takes place in and around London in 1884. Enola Holmes is the younger sister of the famous detective Sherlock Holmes and his brother Mycroft Holmes, got Enola's, Enola's Guardian. She is raised in a in a remote country house by her mother, Eudora, a great friend of word and games. among other things, she also learned science, literature, martial arts, and chess. But on her sixteenth birthday, her mother disappears without a trace and without explanation.
0: yeah, uh, how'd i do i you did great. you ask our Dutch friends <laughs> I, I put uh, you know we uh we tried we try and appease our our international audience uh so they're gonna have to tell you i thought you did get you powered through it it's good you get some very angry Excellent. dutch letters
1: yeah pretty much i they're like what the hell is he saying <laughs> he just butchered everything it was terrible
2: yeah i thought that was german so if we had any remaining dutch
0: listeners then
1: uh, we don't so the the movie is actually really cute and it's kind of like an nancy drew kind of feel to it enola holmes is sherlock holmes and mycroft holmes younger sister their mother disappears. Sherlock and Mycroft come home and they find Enola and they're trying to figure out what to do with her. And they're trying to solve their mother's disappearance or Enola is trying to solve her mother's disappearance. Mycroft's just worried about his status and Sherlock is kind of worried about Enola, but he's also worried about the mother. And then there's this the case of the missing, missing nobleman, basically. Um, missing, Nola noble- comes, missing nobleman. And Enola comes embroiled in this conspiracy against the nobleman and she helps him. The nobleman also happens to be like 16. So they're kind of like hanging out and being besties. Um, and I think they kind of become infatuated with each other, but the, the movie is actually really entertaining. I liked it a lot. It Millie Bobby Brown is, is fantastic. I, I really like, I really like her as an actress. She, she does a very believable job. And one of the things in this, um, I, I wrote in my initial thoughts that this kind of reminded me of warrior none where she has a lot of like internal monologue, except when she's doing her internal monologue, she's actually breaking the fourth wall. She like turns to the camera and says stuff to the audience. And it actually works really well in this movie. I'm not quite sure how that would have worked so well in warrior Nun. It wasn't really that kind of movie, but in this movie it really works very well. And it's, it's reminiscent of the act of the Sherlock Holmes movie starring uh, Robert Downey jr where he's like narrating like the slow motion bits or some of the action sequences yeah. where he's like telling you what he's doing. It, it kind of works like that, except she's actually totally breaking the fourth wall. And I, I I really enjoyed it.
0: That's cool. I and, was wondering if they were going to, cause it, the, uh, the guy Richie directed Sherlock Holmes are not for children. No. Um, so I, I was wondering if they would try
1: and keep some consistency there and like This this movie I feel like probably could be family friendly for maybe eight and up. I mean, there there is some action and and there are some violent sequences. And Ola does get attacked by a guy um, Mm -hmm. who's looking for the for the kid, and he like beats her up. You know, so I mean, there there are some action sequences, there is some violence, um, but I think probably eight and up could handle it with without too much problem. And I mean. I, I really enjoyed it and I think that th- that this could be like an ongoing series or even like a, a series of movies like like Nancy Drew or like you know Jason yeah <laughs> maybe not uh, quite so much like Jason but God, 27
0: Um, I believe this was uh supposed to be due to the pandemic the rights of this film were sold to Netflix so uh, you said it's well. I I mean, I've seen it. It's been up there in the rankings, uh, since it came out, on the little uh, part where they show you, you know, mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. number four in the U.S. right now, et, et cetera. So I think it all depends on how well it does on Netflix, uh, whether or not they're gonna they pick it up, pick it back up. Henry Cavill certainly, I think, has a pretty good relationship with Netflix. So, uh, yeah.
2: I I'm It's just wonderful abs. He is very he's very handsome. He's a good looking a good man.
1: man. He is. And he, and he actually makes a decent Sherlock. I can see it. I really could. He might be a little bit buff for the part. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, I I, think I kind of like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I,
0: I really dig Robert Downey Jr. in the role. I see. I I think Benedict is my favorite is my favorite Sherlock. I got to say though,
2: Brambleberry Thunder Smash. Yep.
0: Yes. I can't say that. It's so much uh, Robert Downey jr's acting as much as it is Guy Ritchie's directing. That is correct. That stands out for me.
1: So, uh, yeah, but I, I definitely recommend this movie. You should check it out. It's, it's worth a watch. It's a lot of fun. Millie Bobby Brown is so sweet and adorable. You just, it, she's just great. I, I yeah. love watching, watching her stuff. Yeah, it sounds like. Uh, sounds wow, like that, that that did not sound right. You shut your mouth. Well, I, <laughs> I'm not even laughing at what you said.
2: I've just found a Benedict Cumberbatch name generator, and the first one it gave me was Burger King Coochie Rash.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's hilarious.
1: Um, okay. Blender Dick Anglerfish. <laughs> fish, <laughs> Burger King coochie rash. That's the best one. <laughs> no, I wasn't
0: even laughing at that. I, I I can't remember what I was laughing at now. Um, <laughs> Greg said that. Uh, <laughs> what else do you have? Go ahead, hit another one. Can't you're hear muted? You. Try that Billy,
2: again, <laughs> Billy Bong scratch and sniff benadryl lumberjack yeah there you go that one bend and snap splish and, splash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> splish and splash this is the second time that we've just evolved this is the second time in our podcast history that we've, uh,
2: and bourgeoisie uh, colonize <laughs> nice that that's gonna get saved okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that maybe later this evening if I get done oh, editing. No,
0: what I was what I was laughing at now what I, I remember is that this is certainly the lighter of the topics that we've covered uh, so far on side A and and probably the the lightest thing that we're going to cover um until we see babysitter's guide to monster hunting.
1: So which I'm very much looking forward to October yeah. 15th, by the way. Can't wait yep. and just listen. we're going to get Joe back on for that. Sure. I got to I'm sure he's you know, busy as he shit, but he, that, he yeah. Unless he's too Hollywood for us now. And I doubt he, he will be. Hey too, Hollywood. <laughs> in fact, that's what we're gonna call him when he comes in. We'll be like, what's up, Hollywood? What's up, Hollywood Joe? Look if
0: there's anybody who deserves it, it's that guy. So
2: I will I will uh send out the feelers. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. when when I congratulated him after the uh the trailer came out, he was very very kind to us. He said, "You guys are the you guys believed in it first. So,
0: yeah, I got all three books. Yeah, yeah, man.
2: So do I. <laughs> so let, let's close out here because I, yeah. I got some editing to do. Uh, next week on Monday, you will see why I'm angry at Jimmy. You'll hear I'm why I'm angry smash. at Jimmy. Uh,
0: in, in addition to um, me figuring out my new peripherals and causing you to have to edit perhaps a little bit longer, uh, we will be reviewing Fart the Movie. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: That, well, we'll, we're, yeah. we'll talk about it. Just we'll to, get you, into that. Yeah, yeah, so, guys, you have an opportunity to email us, get in contact with us, review us, like us, subscribe to us, all of that stuff. You can do that on your favorite podcast host, at least the liking, subscribing, reviewing portion. Or you can check out all of our uh, contact information at give me five podcastcom dot com. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Give me five pod. We always have some fun stuff up there, including me angrily uh, Instagramming pictures of the the fart movie uh, <laughs> screen
1: oh. late at
2: night. Um, oddly, not the worst thing I watched that evening. But uh, anyway. check us out and if you are interested in talking about a lot of these new releases and other things that we don't always get a chance to uh talk about Uh, jimmy i said the word release and you didn't make a fart did i did a little one (laughs) a little little go. okay there we go thank you uh so if you like talking about all these new releases and things like that and you want to join the give me five podcast chat you can become a patron at patreon.com that is uh Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. I think I am away from where it's supposed to be. Yeah, patreon.com slash give me five podcast. For just $5, you can support the show. The show that is entertaining you right at this very moment.
0: Yeah, support the show. i um, going to be introducing some new features into this that we uh, can interact with you. And certainly your support helps us continue to do with, uh, what we're doing, make changes and, um, include you guys in the show as much as well yeah, I've got
2: I've been doing like conferencing stuff and getting ideas like there's like I've post notes everywhere I look like a like a serial killer it's post-it notes all over my damn office of ideas like podcast ideas so um, all you patrons get ready and there's there's a, lot,
0: the, and there's a lot of cool new features coming
2: yeah and there's also a, a t-shirt that I've commissioned at, or I'm working on commissioning today with hell yes dude. It's going to be awesome. So we'll talk about that when it is
0: very soon.
2: Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Good morning.
0: Good afternoon. And.